It's a bonus episode. We're talking psych. Hit it. It was 2006. A 6.6 magnitude earthquake hit Hawaii. Nintendo released the Wii in North America. And Sean Spencer was a pseudo-psychic detective who threw obscure 80s movie references into everything. I'm your host, Jerry D, with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a totally rad Christmas all-star. You'll know him from the Holiday Shopping and Wish Books episode and the Alf Special Christmas episode. It's Vinny Brzezinski. Vinny, how's it going? Good, Jerry. How about you? Hopefully my uh, my bummer of an Alf episode didn't turn everyone <laughs> off about me, me coming in. Sorry, gang. I just had to go with the content. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know what, though? It's like classic. It is a bummer, but but it's, uh, it's yeah, totally... I- Classic. I don't think either one of us remember what we were walking into. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> I I totally didn't. I remembered uh, several of the bits, but I completely forgot it was that heavy. Uh, so this is a lot better. <laughs> a lot lighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much, much, much lighter. And hopefully this is the first of uh, three or four parts uh, that we, you know, we're going to be covering here. Oh, I um, hope so. I'm huge psych fan. I'm psyched for this. <laughs> time is a pun intended uh, but yeah it's uh, he'll be here all week oh man it's, it's psych i i, I remember I, at first when i first watched it no ever my roommate at the time was like you gotta watch this show and i'm like what's it about and they're like oh it's a psychic detective i'm like get out of here i'm not watching this <laughs> and then um when i started watching it and i saw how many guest appearances and 80s references and everything that's in there i'm like I, I I sold all my DVDs that I had. The only ones I still have are my psych. The every season of Psych. Nice. <laughs> well, let me rephrase that. And the Chris Star Wars and the Christmas episodes and Christmas movies. The rest oh, I of them, get yeah. <laughs> um, so I my history is is not quite as. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of similar, but so I first saw this, I had just got hired as like a church musician, uh, you know, a guitarist and, and I was director of music. And so like my very first day on the job, they sent me to a conference in Tucson. And while I was there, um, my roommate, the, the person I was rooming with was watching uh, Monk and then Psych. And they were like, oh, these two guys are idiots, but I love them. And so, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Um, but I I don't know. I, I didn't feel it. So I went downstairs and, uh, you know, just kind of hung out with, with some folks. But a couple of years later, uh, when we were expecting our first child, my wife, and I was telling you this off, off um, you know, off screen, well, my wife w- would get like crazy sleepy when she was in that first trimester. And so I would watch Monk a lot because I was into Monk at that time. And it followed Monk. It was like a Monk psych hour or something like that. And or, or two hours, I guess. I don't know, whatever you call it. And so I 
started liking it. I was like, ah, oh, these guys are kind of cool. Then, yeah, you know, Sean would talk about uh, all sorts of random things. And uh, <laughs> it's like, wait, I know what he's talking about. I know that, you know, that meme of Leonardo you know, DiCaprio pointing, that was me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was super cool. I got into it. Finally, um, I got my wife into it. And while she doesn't quite appreciate it as much as I do, um, it's definitely one of my all-time favorite shows. <laughs> yeah, when I'm watching it with my wife, I mean, first off, the... the the theme song just sticks in your head. I always get excited mm-hmm. when they play the whole one. Yeah. Play it all the way through. Yeah. I'm like, play it through, play it through. And I'm like, oh, and it's not. It's like a bummer. Um, but I'll just laugh at so many random things. And my wife is like, I wish I knew what you're laughing at. Um, but it, it's just 80s references <laughs> or, 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 or like, I think it was the one episode where they had a, it was the, the camp one. And then it was like Fulton from the Mighty Ducks. And uh, he made a, um, Nikolai Volkov uh, Iron Sheik reference. And yes, chuckle. And, and she's like, "It's not that funny." I'm like, "It's just awesome." <laughs> Even with those two left on the table, and I'm like, "That's awesome." <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, I remember when he said it, and I was like, "Captain America's like, I understood that reference." <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorites. But my wife is a, a self-proclaimed weenie. Like, she can't do anything scary or intense or whatever. So she doesn't like to watch that one so that's one that i have to watch when she's like asleep or not here uh that one and of course the yin and yang episodes oh. those are also like my favorite i mean i have like so many favorites I, I literally there's like like seven or eight from each season that i just i have to watch and i, and I think we talked about this before they do theme episodes right? yes they do and that's the, like there's a police academy theme there's a Twin Peaks theme <laughs> yes. um you know t- off the top of my head i know there's a lot more but i'm just like all these themed ones that I was just like, you know, the police Academy one had Ralph Macchio. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> As Nick Conforth. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a great name. <laughs> yeah. They did that one. Um, let's see. There was the any given Friday night. I think it was, it was called uh, like the, the football episode. Um, I like the, the Halloween episode. The Halloween. One. Yeah. Um, or um, what's it called? Like, like Tuesday empire. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's that one. I mean, there's so so many great ones that I love. Oh no, one of my favorites, all time favorites, is the um, the Spanish soap opera episode. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like hooked on the Spanish soap opera. <laughs> yeah, they they do some great homages, and I love when they like change up the theme song as well, because um, you don't see that a lot. And so whenever a show does that, I mean, that's, that's really cool. Like I can think community did it on their law and order episode. Yeah. Um, but they but, do it for like a lot of the themes. Like I, I remember, you know, they, we talked about this off air with the twin peaks one where they did the, mm-hmm. the omnitone one, the, the ominous one, but then they also switched it up a little bit. I think they put it in Chinese symbols for the, um, the Asian, uh, you know, oh, the one uh, they did Romeo with and Romeo Juliet. And Juliet. And Juliet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it, it's cool how they just, they switch it up and then, um, yeah, we could talk about this in, in the thing, but this one that I was reading was the first one that they did, like where they they, they changed it up a little bit. Nice. And it's and it's the Christmas one. And it's uh yep. I mean, what we say there's four Christmas ones. Well, three and then the, the movie. Three and then the movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the OG, um, right? But it's yes, uh, it is, yeah. Season two. I, th- I think we talked about this, but I, I still think that you know, either Gus's the one with Gus's sister or the one with Tony Cox. You know, I mean, they're all good. Don't get me wrong. They are all good. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm going through, I'm like, which one really is my favorite? I don't think they're, 
I think it's the three episodes and then the movie. The movie's okay. But yeah, the movie's yeah, it has its moments. Uh, yeah, I, I like the return of a uh, soup can Sam. Yeah. <laughs> 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 people who have never seen her like what are they talking about uh, it's just an alter ego that uh that sean spencer who's the main character uh what actually i guess we probably should talk about i was gonna say let's get let's get into the the characters that you know the point of the show the characters and you know give a little reference here yeah so the show is about sean spencer played by james roday or i guess he went back to james roday rodriguez now yes yeah um from san antonio so that's kind of cool uh, he's a Texan here, um, but it's about him. He's um, like hyper intelligent, but he doesn't really show it. Um, he is very observant as well. And he has uh, like a photographic memory, which is really cool. But he uses all that to like solve crimes, but not as like an actual like police officer, because he kind of has a thing with his dad where he, you know, there, there's like some sort of um, um, animosity there because of the way his dad raised him super strict and didn't let him do a lot of stuff. Yep. And, and speaking of, he, his dad is a cop, right? And his dad so is a cop. Yep. It, it, yeah. In the show, he would make Sean do all these, de- like normally when they start the episodes, they do like a flashback mm-hmm. and then they'll go into a little learning session inside the show. And you'll see a lot of the times where his dad's like, how many hats are in the room, Sean? You know, I want, I want you to do this. So a lot of the stuff his dad was teaching him at the time where he was, he hated it. Um, you know, it, it just paid off later down in life. You know, he was mm-hmm. a slacker his whole life. And then he found, you know, he found the niche, right? I think it was the, the pilot where he was just trying to get money from um, the police for giving tips and he giving tips. All these, yep. He would catch mm-hmm. all these tips from like, uh, um, you know, with just looking at the clips on the news and then they're like, well, maybe <laughs> this guy is doing it. So he had to show to them why, why yep. we're doing this. And that's where the site came in. He's like, he was pretending he was psychic and yep. <laughs> <laughs> that he has all these, these these powers, but he's just very, very observant. Um, which later on down the line is some of the things he catches and, and does. And you're just like, this show is pretty clever. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it's, you know, when, when he, when you hit, when you hide a lot of stuff and you bring it in, you're like, that's a clever spin. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. And so, yeah, in order to avoid being arrested for, you know, because now they think he's masterminding all these crimes and then just getting paid off to, to tip off his, uh, you know, the cops. Um, yeah, he pretends to be psychic. And so after that pilot, like you mentioned, he begins his own detective agency called, you know, Psych. And he does it with his best friend, Burton Guster, played by Dulé Hill, who just uh, had a birthday. And yep. um, they're known each other since they were like ridiculously young best friends you know and his <laughs> i love that gus has like the most square job you know he's just a pharmaceutical sales rep and, uh, <laughs> and he drives that the, the blue what they call the it blueberry, the blueberry. <laughs> it's just this little tiny car and you know it's just bright blue so they mm-hmm. they call it the blueberry but <laughs> i like uh i don't remember what the oh in the i think it's in the season two finale the the one with the mummy where he uh, you know Gus says something like uh, hi I'm Sean I drive a motorcycle but I never <laughs> seem to be riding it <laughs> yeah uh, yeah Sean's supposed to ride a motorcycle he does like a couple of episodes most of the time it's just them driving in the blueberry like but it, it, and Dulé is a I know a lot of people was know him from West Wing I think it is right was it mm-hmm. West Wing yeah he was but in I, West Wing. I remember him from She's All That. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly right. <laughs> no, I think he was in other stuff like Holes, that Shia LaBeouf movie he was in. He's in a couple other things, but that's I mean, I was like, I was it was on TV the other day and I'm like, 
oh, it's Gus. And it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's the best friend. Then there's um, a couple of you know police officers just to kind of throw in the mix, uh, you know, some sort of um, confrontation, you know, conflict. So there's uh, Timothy Odmanson plays uh, Carlton Lasseter. He's like the head detective. Then we got Maggie Lawson, who James Roday actually dated throughout the whole series, um, although she got married after the series ended. Yep. So, I mean, but she was, she was the queen of what one-offs. Um, she was in boy meets world for an episode. I think she was in a uh, episode of step by did, step. I think she um, did Nancy drew. Didn't she? She did. And mm-hmm. then she did one of those Disney movies. Uh, I forget which one, what it was. I think it was the basketball player one. Oh, was I like, gotcha. Yeah. But um, for, for some reason, my wife was watching all the episodes of step by step you know, in nice. February. And I was, I was like, <laughs> is that Maggie Lawson? And she's like, yeah, it is. But that poor girl, she tried to do her own TV series after that. There was mm-hmm. there was one with Jason Biggs. There was another one where she was a baseball player with James Conn, I think. I, um, I remember it, that one. I, and it only lasted like a season, each one of them. Now, the one that I think, I forget the name of the show with Jason Biggs. It was pretty funny. It was on Fox. Um, but it's just like, man, she just, a lot of people after this never took off. Like it's no, uh, no James Roday has that show that uh, a million little things. I know mm-hmm. it's a serious thing. I actually love it. it. But honestly, it's like Sean is an adult on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's really good. So I've, I've been yeah. meaning to check it out. It's just another one of those that I know I'm going to have to watch whenever I can, because I know my wife's probably not going to be into it. So it's just a lot of those. There's a lot of that. OK, I got to watch sometime. Let's all figure it out. And. So I'm kind of behind on a few things, but I've heard it's really good, actually. Yep. And, and just, to, just to give the layout of the cops, right? Carlton is this very strict, mm-hmm. you know, by the, priest, book. You know, by the yeah. book, everything, hardcore gun guy. Um, <laughs> does it doesn't mm-hmm. I mean, later in the series, he loosens up a little bit. But, um, you know, at first you're just like, he's this, this hard butt guy. He's just like, oh, I'm going to go after it. And then you have Maggie Lawson's Juliet, who, you know, one of my, I'll just kind of naive all, a little bit. Yep, all my one, one of my all time favorite characters. Her and Sean's, you know, little thing that they have, like mm-hmm. how they the get will they and everything. They? Yeah, yeah it, it, it's um, it just leads up to it. But you know, she's learning. She's learning from Carlton, and mm-hmm. she wants to believe, you know, Gus and Sean, and you know, but there's Carlton, and that's her boss, and she's mm-hmm. just like, uh, it's she's always torn. But it's, uh, I thought she was perfect for, for you know for that character. It's funny because they brought her in in the second episode in the pilot. It was actually, um, I think her name is Ann Dudek. Yep. You know, and, you know, she was like Carlton's first partner that I guess they kind of have like a romantic dalliance with. And because well, of that. And, and they also talk about it a little bit in this episode because, uh, well, no, they don't. It was, an, it was a different one, but they bring it up where it's the, it's the third Christmas one where they talk about if you didn't catch Carlton's. Yeah, Sean, if you weren't oh, yeah. around and you didn't catch Carlton, you and know, sleeping with been... his partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that one that they bring it in. But yeah. yeah, it's it's um yeah, a different person from from the the pilot. Mm-hmm. And I think she actually works better. I mean, I like Andy. I knew her most from uh, House. Yep. She was a cutthroat, you know. Uh, I'll say witch, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, from House, and I, I love that character. They and. Of course, she didn't get the gig, and then they kill her off in that show. But I didn't think she worked as well here. 
in nope. in that pilot. And I get it. I mean, they're still kind of learning their characters. It's a pilot, you know. But I think Maggie Lawson just filled in that role a lot better. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I, I, I think the show wouldn't have been the same if Carlton had a love interest at that early. Mm-hmm. Right. Especially some especially someone on the force. Um, you know, it, down the line, if you watch it, you know he he gets uh he gets married to Marlo. Elizabeth Shue. Um, no, it's um, Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson, another '80s reference, but we'll get a whole <laughs> bunch more in a, in a minute here. Oh yeah, yeah. There's but, but it, but it's uh, you know, it just wouldn't have been the same. I think if that was the case, I mean, Sean and and Juliet's relationship completely make the show, and where Gus is always being the third wheel, even makes it even better um, <laughs> in a lot of the episodes. Yeah, there's there's that, and then rounding out the uh, police officers is uh, Chief Vic, who's like the interim police chief at first. Eventually, she becomes the the full time police chief. Um, and I hadn't forgotten until I went back and watched it again. I had forgotten she was pregnant in that first season. Yep. Yeah. And it was one of those where I just I, I completely forgot about it. And then and I, I don't think and, I don't think she was in this episode, was she? Oh gosh, no, I don't think she was. Now that I'm looking at it, neither was Woody. Woody's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> well, he wasn't introduced till later. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he was he was in, in season four, I believe it was four. But you know he. If you know some of you guys might remember, I think it's Kurt Fuller is his name. He was Kurt in Fuller, yeah. No holds bar. No holds bar. Oh, he was in. in that he was the the guy in Wayne's World. He was. He was. Um, <laughs> he was. He was in a bunch of stuff, and you're just gonna see him. You're like, I know that guy, but he was always the sidekick. But he he's in it as it as well. Woody Strode, that. yeah, he's the yeah. Uh, the medical he's, examiner. He's or, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but this so is where quirky. we start. Yep, this is where we start getting into all the '80s connections, and this is why I love Psych. So his dad, we talked about a little bit. It's Corbin Burnson. Corbin right? Burnson, yeah. L.A. Law for everyone, but for me, it's Roger Dorn. Yep, Major League. <laughs> Ma- yep, Major League. And it's, I mean, he's been in a bunch Step of into stuff one. too. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, Major League was the one, and she wasn't in. And his mom, she wasn't in this one, but it's Sybil Shepherd. Sybil right? Shepherd. Mm-hmm. So that's where you're just like the '80s references start. Right with the parents and you're the cast. Yeah, it's amazing. They they really swung for the fences, I think, with the cast, because, I mean, Sybil Shepard, I mean, not only is she notorious to work with, but I mean, they, you know, they actually got her and she hasn't really done much in the last. Oh, is she? I did. I did. Why she hard to work with? She is. Yeah. yeah, She's kind of a diva. Um, I know her and Bruce Willis had like. I was going to say she was she was moonlighting, right? That's she was moonlighting. yeah. 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 And then once Bruce Willis started like becoming real famous apparently that's when they really started they, having problems yeah so um but yeah i so civil shepherds there of course like we mentioned ali sheedy comes out she's a uh, yang the the serial killer which i love as well she's not in this episode but go check out those because those are amazing robocop is is yin you know peter weller um, I mean, there's just anyone you can think of is in there. Bud from yeah. Cosby makes an appearance. Uh, I was cool. I was going to say, <laughs> even, even with this one, you have two more '80s icons or icons for me. You have you have Ernie Hudson. Yeah, you, know, you have Winston in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he's had other stuff, but I mean, That's, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Everybody knows. And then Ghostbusters. and then you have Felicia Rashad, right? So Felicia Rashad is Gus's mom, and Gus's dad is Ernie Hudson. But Felicia Rashad from the, the Cosby Show, but. For me, another one that was, she was, she was married to Maude Rashad, who was, what was it, mm-hmm. M- NBA Inside Stuff. Remember that, that show? I do, the, yeah. <laughs> I sure do. Well, it's funny because when she started on the Cosby show, she was Felicia Allen Ayers. Uh, okay. Yeah, because we just went back and watched the Cosby show like uh, last year during quarantine. And so it was one of those where we saw it and I thought, 
Alan Ayers, what? And of course, yeah, she ended up getting married to, and so like third season, it was Felicia Rashad. But uh, but I think bes- beside, uh, you know, I don't think Bill Cosby was in it, but they had um, Keisha Knight-Polian was in an episode. She was actually mm-hmm. in the Polarizing Express. She's in the Express Polarizing one. Express, yep. And then she, uh, then we also had, uh, in the last movie, Lassie Come Home, was um, Kadeem Hardison. Was it Kadeem Hardison? Or was it? I think it was Kadeem Harness. If I was, he was later Cosby Show, right? He was more different world, right? Different, yeah, different world. I think so, but yeah, I mean, there, there's just so many '80s references that you can go through. But and in this, in this episode, you have his parents are Ernie and uh, Felicia. Now, I did, I didn't notice this, and I probably did, but I was watching all of them this week, and they they actually switch out Ernie Hudson. For a different guy. Yeah, I think it was scheduling conflict, um, which is a shame because I I loved Ernie Hudson. I thought he was a a better father than uh, Keith David. It was Keith David that they ended up using in in the second uh, Christmas Joy is the title of it, the second Christmas episode. Um, But I believe it's because of scheduling. (laughs) (laughs) It's so perfect. We hear you. (laughs) I hear you, son. I hear you. <laughs> I like when they try to they they try to call his uh, grandma to go watch him. <laughs> oh man, I know we're jumping around here. But yeah, I, just jumping around before we get to the one thing. I, I it was weird they didn't have joy in this one. I guess maybe it was a bigger surprise for the second one. Yeah. Well, they mentioned in the second one that she travels a lot, and that's, okay. that's part of her job. And so, that's by the way, why Joy is 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 a Gus's, Gus's sister. sister. Yeah. Yep. So it's just like, but they she was she's focused in the second Christmas episode. And it's mm-hmm. like, wow, they didn't even mention her. And then you were like, well, if they brought her in this one, the second one wouldn't be so good if you spoiled the surprise. Yeah, yeah, because you know her and Sean. Uh, in yep. the second one, it's revealed they have a dalliance. You know. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I guess, or what does she call it? A little something, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that I mean, that definitely would have uh, kickstarted again if she was in this one. Um, but they probably don't mention her at all, just because they hadn't created her yet. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's basically rounding out the cast and and the premise of the whole thing. Um, the episode itself is is really interesting because it's it focuses on Gus's parents a little bit more, which we and, we never see again until the Christmas Joy episode, and I think we see his mom one more time. Um, in but like, the name of the episode is, is is great though. So yeah. it's <laughs> Gus's dad may have killed an old guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff here (laughs) and i heard that it's actually um that's actually like a tribute to something else and i I forget what it was but a lot of these names that you see it's something but i mean that that name just catches you and you just chuckle when i read the title i'm just like that's funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah the several of them like um the friday the 13th episode is a tuesday the 17th yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of little wordplay. Romeo and Juliet and Juliet. Juliet, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, of course, the Polarizing Express, which we mentioned. But this one is in uh, Gus's dad may have killed an old guy. It's um, season two, episode um, ten, and so it's still relatively early on in the series. And the characters are—they've pretty much found them, but I mean, they're still not quite the characters you know from later on in the season. Um, but I, I love this one. It starts off, of course, the flashback, like you mentioned, they always start off with like 1986, 87 era flashback with young Sean. 
And uh, in this case, Sean and Gus are playing uh, like, I think, kickball, right? Something like that. And they kick the ball over the fence where old man Fuller lives. And he becomes like the the victim, which we're going to find out. But he, you know, they're trying to decide who's going to go get it and who's going to jump the fence. And uh, of course, Gus loses and <laughs> or no, he bribes him, doesn't he? He bribes him to go over the fence. Yeah, he's like, if you go over the fence, I'll give you a thousand outs. He's like two thousand outs. And he, cause he's first it's a little things that make you laugh but he was like the score was 103 to 103 i was winning <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so he coaxes him to go over and then when go he goes over, over yep. and can't come back over and sean runs away um <laughs> and, and you can hear old man fuller yelling but, at him yeah he's like get off my lawn <laughs> yeah um but yeah so that's the flashback and that's kind of how that ends and then we cut to the present where sean and gus um are handing out presence to uh all the police officers yep yep and uh one of the i guess the not plain clothes the uniformed officers is buzz mcnab he's kind of a tall um i don't know not really dumb but not very bright either uh i, I don't know i he's think just, i think he's more gullible than anything yeah he's definitely you know supposed to be the will fall for anything like you said gullible kind of guy um he just do- takes orders does what he's supposed to do feels bad about it and he's a really good guy but they give him a red rider bb gun which is also really cool because <laughs> you know of course the christmas story the red rider and i love as he's walking away gus just turns to sean and he's like he's gonna shoot his eye out <laughs> <laughs> yep and this is where this is where like the little little things start where you get all these references so you get this and you get the you get the whole christmas story reference which was awesome um and then when, when you get going you'll, you'll find out they're like hey sean how did you you know gus is like hey sean how'd you know they did this well he's like the room i was in the other day is right next to the psych eval ward um <laughs> you know so i went in and i read some, i read some things to get you know all these things taken care of because then that leads into the next one where he runs into carlton lassiter where he's um he goes so lassie i got you a gift and it's a snow globe of sean and gus it says psych and it's for lassiter here and he read it and he reads in his uh lassiter's uh, personal psych profile that he actually hates snow globes and he's petrified of them because <laughs> it reminds him of being trapped in a <laughs> or he thinks he's trapped in there and like the, the snow is gonna like burn his skin or something like that <laughs> But Sean makes a joke about it. He's like, my psychic sense did, did tell you, Lassiter, that, you know, uh, you weren't, you're not afraid of snow globes. It doesn't make you uh, make you think that you the snow is going to burn off your skin. And it's <laughs> yeah. just, and then like after that, everyone in the office got Lassiter a snow globe. Snow globes, yeah. And he goes back to his desk. And I was telling this to Jerry the, the other day, there, there's all these snow globes, but there's these vintage, I think they were before the 80s as well, but there's, I think everyone had them. There's this vintage little plastic snow globes. I used to get them in Rite Aid, right? Yep. And they had like a little girl in front of a fireplace and Santa in a sled. And I, I, I looked at them and they're pretty pricey on, on Etsy or not Etsy, uh, eBay. They're like eBay. 40, mm-hmm. 40 bucks a thing. But, it, you know, whoever had those, it, I, mean, I think that was this place in there because it's another 80s reference, right? And here they are. Here's these mini snow globes that are in there. And he's like, who told everyone I hate this? I hate snow globes. And you know, it's going through it. I'm just like, uh, these 80s references just need to keep going. <laughs> and they do. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
Yeah. And then he comes, I love it because they're giving these gifts out to all the, you know, their friends and, and, you know, coworkers and stuff. But when they get to Juliet, you know, all the gifts are from both of them. But when they get to Juliet, Sean makes sure to tell her that it's only from him. From him. Because, <laughs> because, you know, he kind of has a little crush on her and they kind of have a, as we mentioned, that will they, won't they, um, you know, vibe going on. And <laughs> so he's like, oh, it's just for me. And uh, he even tells her that um, her cat is actually, you know, in Kitty Heaven, and that it didn't hurt to be, <laughs> to be put down. <laughs> and Kitty Heaven is just like being on the beach or something like that. <laughs> oh man, it's yeah, just great. But she she invites them over, and this is where we get our first main plot point. They say they can't because they're going to go spend Christmas with Gus's family. And so um, as they're walking away, you know, that's when um, Gus pretty much tells Sean that no, the reason they haven't uh, that, that they really don't spend that much time together is because his parents think Sean is a bad influence. And so they, well, they at, at first Sean was like, they hate my dad. I get it. You know, he's going through <laughs> and he's like, that's like, ah, that's not the issue. And they, and they finally tell him, and he's like, really? I, you know, he's like, I was a great influence on you, but yeah, it, it's just, that's where the, the plot turns. So at that point, Sean is determined. He's going to impress Gus's parents. He's yeah. like, you know what? This is, you know, they thought I was a bad influence. I'll show them how good of an influence I really was on Gus. Exactly. Yeah. And so the whole time, I mean, and you can tell what they're doing, <laughs> you know, every time he's with them, he's like, oh, that reminds me of when I made Gus, you know, smoke a whole pack of cigarettes. And that's why he doesn't like them. That's why he's not a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> of course, his parents are like, well, that's probably what stunted his growth. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably why he has asthma. Yeah. Um, you know, all that kind of thing. So they immediately, as soon as he says something, they immediately turn around, uh, turn it around on him, which I mean, poor guy, I feel for him because he's really trying to impress them. He he wants them to like him. And I mean, they just, they really don't <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And you also, you know, you feel bad for Shabby. You always like when you go here, you feel bad for Gus because I always feel like, you know, everyone looks down on Gus because there's always Sean, but even when they go back to his home, so that after they leave the precinct, they go to, Gus's parents' house, right? So mm-hmm. Sean picks up his dad. They come over, right? Um, and for some reason, they still think he's like a child. They give Gus a stocking uh, of money every year, <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'd, "I'd take it this year." Yeah, you know, we do. And that's where Sean yeah. looks at his dad, and he's like, "No way." Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So you know, they go, they go forth, and you know, Gus gets this this money full of stocking. But everything they do, they just talk down on Gus. They're just like, you know. If it wasn't for, you know, this this crazy, you know, I think they called it voodoo um, business here. He'd probably be married. And he's like, and Gus is like, no, you know, I, you know, I'm still looking around. They're like, well, we th- I thought you would at least have a house, son. You're 20, you're 29. And he's like, you know, the housing market is cooling down. I'm letting it cool <laughs> down. So, so poor Gus is on the, the, the defense this whole entire time um, with yeah. it. And, and you feel bad for him, but it's, it's comic genius with, with Ernie Hudson, because Ernie Hudson, in, in, you know, I made a little joke earlier, but he always kept saying this whole thing. He's like, Gus would try to reason with him. And he's like, I hear you, son. I hear you. <laughs> and it, it, <laughs> he has that look on his face, though, like, like you know, just patronizing. It's just a patronizing look like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, son. Yeah, it's, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you, son. I hear you. But this in, in, her, in Ernie Hudson's voice. So the one thing we did miss, you know, he skipped over it. It's probably my fault. But Sean and his dad every Christmas have a big oh, competition. Yeah, we forget that. No, no, that's yeah. I was I was trying to remember if it came before or after this, but I think it came before. I think I think you're right. It does come before. Yeah. So every year they wrap up a present and they try to guess what it is. And 
Um, they're both super competitive, right? Sean and his mm-hmm. dad always want to win in anything they do. So they'll wrap it. Especially and they, they, against each other. Exactly, against each other. So what they do is, is it's wrapped. They get to shake it really quick, see what it is, and then it goes into the stocking. And I mean, you could tell how competitive it was. And Sean's dad's like, yeah, you're, you know, he's like, you know, you're on a winning streak. He's, and he's, or he's like, I'm on a winning streak. And he's like, you know, this, the Christmas of 92 was a draw. That didn't count. That's what yeah, he yeah. knew. Uh-huh. It got so serious. You, so you do care. <laughs> so, so you do care. But yeah. So they, they shake it and they, it, you know, they put him in this thing and that, that will come in later when they come in. But so they're, they're super competitive, but they, and they always argue. Right. So they're very like, you know, Sean was a big, uh, you know, was a big fan of his mom. His mom and his dad got divorced when he was younger and mm-hmm. you know, him and his dad haven't, but they they've been trying to rekindle this, 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 uh, you know, this friendship and, and stuff like that. But it's, uh, it's funny. Cause later on down the line, it's, we had to throw that in there make sure it's there. Cause it's one of the better parts at the end when they actually do the reveal, mm-hmm. um, when, yeah. when they go through and, and you know, how that, that plays out at the end tag. Yeah. <laughs> But I like it because, you know, Henry's like shaking it. He's, you know, just really looking at it, eyeing it. And Sean just kind of puts it up, you know, puts his present up against his eye. And just yeah. like, all right, that's it. That's all I need. But <laughs> as you go on through the other ones, they get better, right? They do. Oh, the next one is great. I yeah. think the, I think it's the next one, but where Sean gets the same exact wrapping paper and everything as his dad. Same size it boxes, everything. Does the same yeah. exact thing. And it just becomes a running joke. <laughs> As it goes on, but it gets bigger and bigger and bigger as as they keep going on down the line. But this is where it all starts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> I love the show. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> like, there's so much stuff I want to yeah. talk about. I know I'm trying to keep this under an hour. Uh, <laughs> so that's how. Like, yeah. Same thing. It's like okay, okay. I got to keep it moving. Okay, what, what, man, I want to talk really about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, they go to the Gusters. Of course, they they kind of fight at dinner, and it's funny because Henry's there trying to like actually get something to eat, while they're just keep talking, and and Sean's trying to you know prevent him from eating because he wants to be polite and he wants to show that he's a good influence, and so you know Henry's getting frustrated, and then it shows them like the very next thing is them Christmas caroling. And yep, so it's, it's a tradition. They go around the neighborhood. They go around the neighborhood. Uh, yeah, and they do it now. The neighbor is flashback to the early one is old man fuller old man fuller yeah old man fuller is gus's neighbor i think to the right of his house right so Mm -hmm. they're like let's skip it and sean's trying to prove to gus's parents these are good guys like good Mm -hmm. you know what let's sing the old man for you know let's let bygones yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so he's going in and they knock on the door and you know they try to start singing the door opens and there's old man for hanging from the ceiling Mm -hmm. And it's it, it's not just like a one floor ceiling. He's hanging from a second floor ceiling. It's kind of like, you know, kind of graphic, right? You see his feet dangling. They don't yeah. really show him, but it's you know, you go in and there's the plot, right? Here it the, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we have our victim. Now you know. I mean, it is a murder procedural. So here's yep. here's where we go. Yeah. And so um, from there, it essentially cuts to um, them, you know, trying to to figure out what's going on. I mean, that's like now the CSU's there, the cops are there. That's kind of the cut. And, uh, you know, so I I love this part because this is where, um, you know, Sean's like, okay, I'm going to take, I mean, he notices some things are a little off anyway, but he's like, all right, so I'm going to really show them that I'm a good influence. I'm going to show them our business isn't bust. You know, I'm going to prove to Gus's parents that I'm actually pretty good here. And so this is when um, (laughs) he says, 
you know, he, he goes through his little spiel. He's like, what I'm sensing here, ladies and gentlemen, is murder. And then, of course, Lasseter is like, like people are always offing themselves. You know, old people are always offing themselves over the holidays. And then um, McNabb comes in. He's like, no, 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 Sean. You know, according to CSU, Sean might be right. And this is where we get Colorado State University. Yeah. Sean goes, Colorado State <laughs> University. And, and corrects him. <laughs> Crime scene unit. Them too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they go forth like... Yeah, they just go back and forth. But when you're going through, like, they, every time Sean has the vision, right, they, they kind of show you what he's thinking. So he sees right. that the TV guide circled, you know, what he mm-hmm. wants. And it's, it's like a he's paper going TV to guide. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, TV guide. Heck, I haven't seen one of those. Yeah, for real. Forever. Yeah. Um, apparently, they still make them. Anyway. But then, then he was like, Gosh, he's not trying to kill himself. He's like, look, he has a lobster. Was a guy who's going to kill himself going to eat a lobster and on, a, on a Friday night? And Gus is like, okay, you could be right. So yeah. it, it's, uh, you know, and they come forth and, and he notices Gus's, a stain on his shirt as well, too. Yep. Stain on his shirt. And mm-hmm. Gus's and Gus's, I think it's Gus's dad's like, wow, he is psychic. And Sean's dad's <laughs> is in the back. You see him throw back his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Sean's dad knows he's not, but he's going along with, with he, the gimmick, right? Yeah. He's just he, like, he doesn't want his son to be arrested. Um, you know, he doesn't want to like ruin it for him. Plus he's finally actually helping the police sol- solving crimes. He just doesn't like the way that he, Sean's going about it. He wishes he were like an actual cop that he would go by the book that he would use all the skills that he gave him. And he's using the skills that he gave him. He just, you know, he's, he's doing it in a very fun, whimsical kind of way, which Henry is not a fan of. And so that's like the big conflict between him and his dad, um, which kind of gets resolved a bit um, in season three, that opener episode of season three, when Sybil Shepherd comes out, you know, for the first time we see Sean's mom and yep. she, you know, Hey, take care of each other. That's all you have. And we see, as you mentioned, Henry kind of starts to, um, he, he goes along with it a little bit more, I guess I'd say yep. um, after that, even though he still doesn't quite approve, but he knows that Sean gets the job done when the cops can't. And so, yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, so from here they they discover that okay, so it's definitely murder. Um, they'll start questioning everybody, and um, let's see. So that, at this point, at this point oh, is where yeah. So um, Lassiter's running late. So Juliet invited Lassiter because he's recently separated. <laughs> That's right, um, yeah. But they're but they're like you know give him give him a shot. Let him come over with your family. So they're like oh Lassie, we got this. We'll take him down to the police station. Um, you know they get every they get everyone's testimonies and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And Lassie, and then that's where Lassie will head over to Juliet's. It's, yeah, I don't, I don't think we go into a lot of detail on this, but it, no. it's basically, you know, they go to Juliet's house and, you know, they, they go over there and it's, you know, Lassiter's awkward, right? No kids, hardcore police right. guy. He goes over and, you know, he starts spending time with the family and you know, Juliet's his wife. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Juliet's trying to be cool with it. And she's like, okay, Carl, so let's go, you know, talk to the kids. They're doing crafts. And they goes in and, He's like, okay. And he started trying to become you know, friends with these kids. And he was like, oh, they were, we're doing an arts and crafts. It's the manger. And then he starts coming in and he goes, well, you know, technically, you know, Christmas probably happened in April. Um, so let's get rid of all this winter foliage. And he's like, no, he wasn't in a manger. He was probably in a trough. So let's use this uh, <laughs> shot let, glass. Let, let's use this shot glass. And Juliet's like, what did I bring yeah. here with my niece and nephew? And then they're, they're going in and he, and then, um, at the end, he was like just talking about other things. Let's bring in Santa Claus, and then he brought in like some some random fact about Santa Claus, and then all the kids were just like in shock. And that's where the, <laughs> and that's where the, 
Something about like I think it was in in uh, Denmark how uh, slaves actually deliver the toys. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Juliet's just like okay. Yeah. And then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Lasseter uh, thinks he's being cool with the kids, and he's really not like at all. Yep, he tried hard, but it it was an epic fail. And you bring that in because uh, one of the better lines is is later on when he comes back again for the second time to, see, to visit the kids. Um, but you know you had to make sure he like. He was trying to impress the kids for a second time, but that's where it was a de- decently long scene, but you didn't need to go into that. We don't need to go into that much more detail about it. Yeah, about I agree. Her and her family. So, yeah. So then um, the next morning they go to the police station and that's when um, they question him. But as they were dusting for prints and everything, they found um, the hammer that was used to hit him over the head had um, Gus's dad's prints on it. Yep. Uh, and then the, the poison, thing, the too. weed killer. Yeah. The weed yep. killer, um, the, and it turns out that Gus's dad and old man Fuller had been feuding over like their property line and, and some things going over onto their side. And so that's why he was killing the weeds. Um, also old man Fuller was notorious for borrowing things and never giving them back. And that's why his hammer was there. And then finally they found the rope as well, um, which was used to hang him was actually Gus's dad's rope. And so because of all that, they arrest Gus's dad. <laughs> and Gus's reaction is is just like like Sean Sean. I mean, just uh, <laughs> it's great. Dulé Hill, I, he just he plays it so perfectly. I I, I, mean, I think I this is one of his best. I mean, he has some good ones. I think this is one of his best um, yeah. that that he goes through. But I mean, you don't really ever see Gus fired up, but now he's fired up. He's hey, fired look. up. Yeah, he's yeah. like the cops are going to try to get my 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 dad. And, you know, you know, you know, a murder. It's like when we were with my dad. How how is he gonna how is he gonna hang? Like here we were, we were right. we we're here with him. So you know they take. What you think Hudson. would be a pretty good enough alibi, but yeah. Oh, well, I, I mean, he wasn't. I, mean, I guess I mean, he could have done it earlier be, before. Yeah, because yeah. I'm guessing Fuller was there for a while. But you know, so you know they're doing this, and you know they take him away, and that's where Gus is like, "We'll find your killer. We're gonna we're gonna take this case. We'll, we'll find your killer." Yeah. So that's that's where you know at that point, him and Sean are gonna are determined. Um, you know. Gus determined to, you know, bail out his parents. And Sean's like, this is, I can really impress the Gusters. Right. Let's solve, let's solving this let's case. Let's solve so this, this case. Yeah. So this is where they start going to try to find, you know, who the killer of old man Fuller is. And uh, so when they get to his house during the daytime, they notice that uh, it's like overrun. Uh, I mean, it's unkempt completely. The vines are just like all over the place. And so Sean is like, well, you know, probably, if he had an issue with, you know, uh, with Gus's dad, he probably had an issue with the homeowners association as well. And so that's kind of how they track down, um, the Mitchells who, you know, turns out were like one of the founders of the neighborhood and, you know, old man Fuller didn't want to sell when people were buying him out and he was really a big supporter of the Mitchells. Of course we, we find out later why, but in, at the meantime, yep. you know, we're just like, Oh, okay, well, that's kind of weird. Um, so there's that they, yeah, they found it. They want to turn it into a historical district. And so he, he didn't want to sell. And so the, this is where we get a, a really funny little bit here where, you know, the Mrs. Mitchell comes in. She's like, Oh yeah, we paid you $5. To- They're like, I remember you guys, you had the cutest little lawn service <laughs> little when lawn- you were younger. <laughs> and she's like, I, I think you, you, we paid you $5 for work that you've never, never did. Got done. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go outside to get the, 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 the tools and they're both Sean and Gus are looking at each other like whatever. Yeah. Next thing you see, Sean's using the old push. <laughs> this the, the push mower that turns and it's like yeah. way too small. And he's bending down and he's walking. 
you know, it looks like a little kid using a little popcorn <laughs> popper, right? It's kind of what he looked like trying <laughs> to push exactly. this thing. And then, you know, yeah. then the big key thing comes in with this, it, you know, apparently the Mitchell family is known for their gardenias, their mm-hmm. flowers, right? So she's like, she's hey, had Gus, them for decades. Yeah. She's had them for decades. Gus, make sure you water the gardenias. They're older than you are. And he's yeah. just, like, just like, whatever old woman. And Sean come up and he's like, man, we should have just given back to $5 when they, when she, she said we could, you know, <laughs> But then they saw. They, well, well, I love how he's like he's like because he they notice and I'm sorry I think this is what you were going to say but yes. they notice that someone's at Old Man Fuller's house and so yep. they're like let's go investigate. He's like I can't believe we're going to bail on the bail on them again. again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they go over there to see who it is, mm-hmm. and it's like a real estate come, agent. It's, it's a real estate agent. Yeah, and um, they're they're like who are you? And she's like who are you? And this is where Sean's cleverness comes in once again. She he looks at the the, the paper that she's holding in her hand, mm-hmm. and it, you can see it says we're going to put new sod and all this other kind of stuff. And that's where yeah. she comes in and she's like, "I've been trying to get this old geezer to sell for years, and finally, you know, this house is going to be, Worth you know, a money maker for me." And yeah. they're like, "Well, why?" Well, for, well, first off, they they tell her they're like, "Well, you know, we're the we're the gardeners, right?" Yeah. Like Sean puts two and two together, mm-hmm. and then a staple of psych. There's two staples of psych, right? Sean making up clever nicknames for Gus. <laughs> yeah. You know, this so they don't know the real name. And they always put a pineapple in every episode. Yes. There's a hidden pineapple in every episode. So every episode you look for the pineapple, right? So I think in this one, they're like, hey, I'm Sean. This is this is a Scooney uh, U-turn singleton is what he called <laughs> Gus. And Gus did like this U-turn symbol. He makes the U-turn. <laughs> and he's like, we're from Dirty Boy Landscaping. And they're like, oh, that's... Now that's a quick turnaround. We just called. That's where they find out that it's a real estate agent. She's been trying to get him to do this for years. And then, um, and she's like, I'm going to make a fortune off of this because this house, you have viewed every single person. Yeah, it's like 360 area. degree unobstructed views. So yep. basically you can see the whole neighborhood, uh, which gives Sean an idea about, well, perhaps, you know, there's, something more to old man fuller than we, we let on but be, uh, before we move on what's your favorite um gus nickname do you have a favorite gus nickname oh there's a bunch there's so i think the one that gets me the, the that i like the best is the one with juliet's brother it's john cena oh yeah john cena <laughs> comes in and she she talks about sean all the time yeah. and sean calls um gus gee butter snaps yeah right <laughs> he's like this is my partner gee butter snaps and the whole entire time, John Cena is called a Gee Butter Snap. He's <laughs> yeah. like, "That's not like my your, name. He's like, it's your name Gus. My name it? is Gus." <laughs> but he's but there, and there there's some of them. And by the like, it's just a running joke. And Gus plays along with it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, by uh, uh, by the end, Gus is like, "No, I get to pick my nickname because you meet him." But yeah, that's I think Gee Butter Snaps is or or there's one where he goes, he called him AKA the Heater. <laughs> the, the heater <laughs> no i like um because he's done a few like there was a when he called him emotep <laughs> yeah he's like show, which means i come in peace show him your come in peace face and then <laughs> he makes like the funniest face uh but my favorite i think is when um w- when the disco episode when they're investigating like henry's old case with uh you know with corbin Burnson and uh sean like introduces him and Henry interrupts and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Methuselah honeysuckle. And I'm old scratch Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Methuselah honeysuckle. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorites there. (laughs) But yeah, the the nicknames, nicknames are precious. Do you look forward to it every episode? At least one episode 
once an episode, Sean at least does it. I, I think it's in every single one. And there's, there's, and it always has the theme of whatever it is, but like he, how he just comes up with these, um, just so quickly, but it's, you know, it's done. And then, you know, the, the pineapple is another staple, right? It's, mm-hmm. um, it could be a drawing, it could be something, but it, it, it's in every single episode. And this one, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, we'll when he's opening the fridge there at Corbin yep. Brinson's house. Yeah, and he actually went back and he actually picked it up, and it was obvious, obvious. Some of them are, yeah. you have you have to search, but yep, yeah, it's the two big uh, staples of Psych. And they, I think you can go through and there's a list you can find where it gives every every single nickname he's given Gus. But it's yeah, it, it's excellent. Um, so they they talk to the real estate agent and, and they get all this information. So they're at this time like, hey, we got we got to get back in there, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. They come back in later and they're like, so what's going on? Why, why is, you know, old man Fuller? What's the issue? So they go upstairs and mm-hmm. they're looking around and, you know, Sean looks and he's like, he can see. Yeah. Right. He could see from this room. He can mm-hmm. see everything, everything. Yeah. And then, and then you started hearing a, a creaking sound. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, there's like, there's something under the floor and this is where they start playing on, um, the telltale heart telltale heart <laughs> and and psycho also it's psycho. so they're going and gus like is, is you know does not like telltale heart so when he when gus is looking in the thing sean's doing he's like sean stop you know how i hate this one how i hate this and then there was a rocking chair there where old man four used to be <laughs> and then he, sean wouldn't stop it so yeah. gus started doing rocking the chair he's like norman <laughs> and they're like okay truth <laughs> i love how they like just mess with each other <laughs> it's like true best friends i mean they're they really they write them really well like really are best friends uh, and, and they and they just and you know the acting in it is just like their best friends and i'm sure yeah. they were probably good friends before this but it's it's on cue right and mm-hmm. then they you know they look at each other and they point at each other and it's you know, I would, you know, probably by season two is whether where all their motions started this clicking, yeah. you know, every, everything they do. All the fist bumps and you know, yep. all that stuff. Yeah. So all the the, the dances, I'm sure that's not <laughs> yeah. even choreographed. I'm just sure it just <laughs> happened and, and, and they just kept going with it. But it's, they're, they're a dynamic duo, man. They, they, yeah, they, they are. They, they're a comic duo that it's, it's one for the ages. Well, when uh, the movie came out, because the show had already been canceled for you know, what, like three years, I think at that point. And uh, so before the movie came out, they actually had like a whole little montage of them getting back into psych shape, essentially. Uh, And I loved that part because it was like, um, you know, know, um, Gus would be like, you know, that's no. How is it? You know, yeah, I would like he couldn't get, you know, that's right. You know, yeah, correct. And, you know, Sean would do the same thing. And uh, like I heard it both ways. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They like trying to get their catchphrases back, you know. Um, so I love that, but, but you're right. I mean, at this point, they kind of really solidified like all their, their motions, their catchphrases. I mean, the only one we really didn't have at this point was, you know, suck it. Yep. Which came a couple of seasons later, but just about everything else was there. Um, so yeah, they, they find, they hear the creaking, they open up the floorboards and they find some pictures and they realize old man Fuller was a blackmailer. And they find, you know, something like DVDs and illegal DVD ring and something like that. But mostly the the one that really interested them, you know, like the one that could actually be a motive for murder was um, an affair picture, you know, of a, of a man and a woman. And of course, Sean being, I mean, he's, his eyesight has got to be amazing because some of the things that he sees, I mean, there's no way I would have seen him for sure. Even if I knew it was there, like, I don't even think my eyes could actually pick it up. But he notices a ring on the old timey black and white photo. 
And so then he kind of looks around, discovers which house it is based on the photo. And so he knows where to, where to go from there. So I think we missed a part here. I watched it so many times and, and it's kind of like, but um, so once they meet the real estate lady, Oh, um, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. They we, thought we that you know, she had motive, right? So they call in Juliet and Carlton, and they're like, hey, look, we found it. So they they drive up to to Gus's house, the because the, the, like I said, Gus and Old Man Floor live next to each other. Right. And they're like, oh, Juliet, glad you're here. And, you know, we know who did it. And they're like, it's Rosa. And they're like, who's, she's like, who's Rosa? And Gus is like, the real estate lady. And she's like, no, Rosa has a, a really good alibi. And they're like, well, if that's not the case, what are you doing here? And she's like, stop uh, distracting, distracting you, you guys yeah. as they are arresting her, his mom. His mom. <laughs> because when he said to check the phone records, it turns out that um, I guess Winnie, you know, who's Gus's mom had made uh, quite a few calls to uh, old man Fuller as well. And then they, and, and they and tra- find and cash out transfers. Yep. Yeah. And this is where they find out that he's actually blackmailing folks. Right. So right. Um, he, she was getting blackmailed by him. Because apparently a couple years before the, the their boat burnt down, and he knew that she caused it, and before she can you know she could they figured out that she caused the fire, they got paid the insurance money. Right. So she was like, it's it's just e- it's just easier to you know I thought it'd be easier to pay old man for for the rest of his life because um, I didn't think he was going to live that long. And they're they're just like, oh, you know, that's where we have, you know, it looks like it's motive to the police. And she's crying and she's like, oh, I know. I know. I know. And that's where <laughs> Gus's dad is like, no, we called your grand, we called your grandmother, right? We called your grandmother just to make sure, you know, you're okay. You know, if we have to be in prison. And Gus is like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I, I'm going to pay for everything. I'm going to pay for your bail. I'm going to pay this. And, you know, that's where they get even more motivated to do this. And that's when they go back in to old man Fuller's house. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that scene because that's when, <laughs> that's when uh, Gus's dad starts using, you know, I'm going to lawyer up, you know, and he's like, lawyer up. That's what they say in the joint, you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and his mom is like, I don't know these words. I'm not yeah, going to make it. In I'm prison. not going to make it in prison. <laughs> <laughs> and Felicia Rashad does a really good job with that. And um, I, I, she, I mean, she's, she's consistent with all, with all this like episode. All yes, the psych she episodes. is. And yeah. she's really good in, in the, the second one as well. I do. Um, yeah. I like that. But, but it's once again, you know, the parents screw up on well, this yeah. one. They technically didn't screw up. Um, it just looked like they did. Right. So, you know, they're going forth with this, but now they're even more determined. And that's when Gus and Sean break into um, old man Four's house and they, and they find the old photos. But in that scene, we also, in that, you know, jailhouse scene, we also get um, where Gus finally stands up to his parents Yep. And, you know, because he's like, no, I don't need my grandma, you know, my, what is it, 90 year old grandma to come out of her nursing home to come take care of me. He's like, I'm yeah. going to take care of you, just like you were saying. But this is when he, like, you know, he, he tell, tells his dad, look, we're, you know, Sean may not have been the best influence on me, but he always believed in me, even when I didn't believe in myself. You know, and now I believe in him. And that's when, like, Gus and his dad, they make like this, they lock eyes, they get this bond. <laughs> this- <laughs> <laughs> like he's grown up and they, they shake hands and it's just kind of awkward. <laughs> it's super awkward. And that's where Sean's like, walk away, Gus. You did your speech. You had your moment. You had your moment. Yeah. And finally, you know, they're, they're just kind of there. And, and Gus's dad's like, we hear you, son. Like he finally, like he really means it. We hear you. 
<laughs> yeah, that's again. The, the acting was really good, and you know, Gus is a sympathetic crier. So when he sees his dad start getting a little sentimental, you can see he's starting to get a little sentimental as well. Um, but then that's when we cut and they go back to investigate, right? Yep. So they find the photo of the affair, right? Sean right. figures mm-hmm. out where it is, and he's like, you know, this is perfect. This person is probably the killer, right? Right. You know, this is here in you know. And based this, on the this window is, design, yeah, he's yeah because they're like house. you know these other ones are bad, but they're not killing over, right? There was like right. someone was growing pot in the backyard, an illegal DVD ring, and they're like, okay, this has to be it, right? This is has to be the one that blackmailing with that killed them, right? Yeah, so they they find the house. They mention you know we like to talk. To, I mean you know the guy opens the door is like we'd like to talk to you about some uh, illicit photos, and he just bolts. He just like takes off. So of course there's like a cool chase scene with uh, Brian Setzer's orchestra singing Jingle Bells. So I'm going to bring this up here and okay. I'm going to, this was um, Brian Setzer, you know, Strike Cats yeah. and everything. Yeah. But there was a podcast, I believe it was Todd Killian's. Uh, this was Clatter. Mm-hmm. They did an episode with that song. It was him. It was Dwayne from Tinsel Tunes. And they were talking, there was like this 80s album they had. Now everyone on that album did not like this version that was on this on here so apparently there was two versions the original one didn't have lyrics right the uh, original brian setzer jingle bells didn't have mm-hmm. lyrics and then this one did and i have to disagree with you guys i actually enjoy this one because i like little, it too they were disappointed because he changed the words to jingle bells right he said oh what fun it, yeah well mm-hmm. what fun it is to ride in the six in a 67 chevrolet or something like that yeah i yeah. thought it was a cool little twist but i know those guys didn't like it so todd and, and Dwayne, sorry um you know, <laughs> I, I have I, I especially Dwayne I normally agree with you know a lot of the stuff you do uh you know and because you're a music dude but yeah I I really enjoyed this and it set the scene for you know made him for a while you forgot it was Christmas right mm-hmm. you're going yeah. through and you're just like oh they're concentrating on the murder and this and now that they're chasing him I'm a big Brian Setzer fan I don't know if you've ever seen them live but they're awesome if you ever get a chance to yet, no. you know Mm-mm. but you're, you're going and they play that and you're like okay back in the Christmas mood you know, and, the, and, you know, the rockabilly swing, you know, music mm-hmm. and the jingle bells. I'm like, okay, back to Christmas. We got, we got this kick back in. And then we threw a little eighties flair. Now I know, I think Setzer was late nineties when he started doing all his Christmas stuff, but Stray right. Cats, you know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Back, yeah. back in the eighties to where they, they get a reference. But uh, I mean, Sean even swings from a tree to yep. get to, <laughs> to get to catch this guy. And so he catches him. They finally, you know, you know, he thinks it's about something else, I guess. Uh, some dirty photos or something that he found, that he yeah. finds at work because he works at like a photo hut kind of place or something. Which, I mean, do they even have those anymore? I mean, I mean, I uh, guess there's still some. I mean, like, they have a blockbuster, so I'm sure they still have a photo hut. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so you know, he thinks it's about something else. It, it turns out, you know, they're questioning him about the uh, the photo. He's like, uh, no, that's not me, but it kind of looks like my dad. And so yeah, because all the all. Yep, all the photos were black and white, right? So yeah, so they couldn't tell what was new and what was old. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So there was old mixed in with new, mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Yeah, that looks like my dad." Um, and they're like, "Is that your mom?" And they're like, "No, my mom passed before you know before we came we here. moved here." Yeah, before we and they're like, "Did your dad you know have a lady friend?" And then that's where he they kind of they came in, and this is where the the hints start kicking in, and he's like, "Do you remember anything about her?" And they're like, "Yeah, you know." She she would wear um, white linen perfume, so he was like, "That's the one thing they can give." And then they're like, "Okay, we got a clue. All right, we got a clue to, you know, what's going on." So now they're looking for the white linen perfume to try right. to find this this killer. 
Right. And so, uh, but they also see that there's going to be an estate sale at, uh, at old man Fuller's house. So he figures, well, maybe the murderer will be there um, thinking they might be able to, I don't know, not only get some stuff, but also, you know, try to find their blackmail, you know, photographs or whatever it was that he had on them. So they go to the estate sale. Well, and... be- before, before they go to the estate sale, um, one of the other things with Psych is Gus has a super sniffer. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got to bring he, that up. He, yeah. he, has, he has this, and they go back to Gus's parents' house and they get jerk chicken. And by the way, I've never had jerk chicken <laughs> I until love I see chicken. this. I love oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I love it now. Like, I, I, the only time I've ever had, I'm like, I'm going to try this. And my buddy of mine got me, there's a really good blend you can get at a Fiesta down here in Texas. Um, he got it for me. Jose got it. And it's really good. Um, but they're there and they're like, oh man, you know, ch- you know, jerk chicken from this place is the best. And they're and Gus starts sniffing. And he's like, oh, they have, a, you know, the right mixture ratio. Of, yeah. Yeah. Ratio this. And then in Ernie Hudson sniffs it. And then his mom sniffs it. And they're like, man, you Gus, you came about the super sniffer, um, <laughs> you know, you know, all, you know, all naturally. Yeah. And then he was like, if I sprayed this white linen perfume, mm-hmm. would you be able to, you know, out of memory, go in and you know try to find the killer in this estate sale, and then right. Gus goes into this long speech, Th- knowing speech. that older women, because I mean this was thirty years ago when the picture was taken, knowing that older women are creatures of habit and would probably use the same type of perfume. Yep. yep. So, um, you know, when they go, he's he's like, yeah, and Gus goes into this big speech about how tech, you know, technical speech, and, he, and Sean's like, what does that mean? And he's like, that means yes, like I, I can remember this from. Uh, <laughs> Um, so, uh, as a quick aside here, there's a place that was featured on diners, drive-ins and dives called Jamaica gates here in Arlington. Okay. Uh, it's really good, really, really delicious. Um, but their jerk chicken is fantastic. So if you ever get a chance to come down, is, is, is it worth just going there for the jerk chicken? I would. Uh, yeah, okay. I like it. It's really good. Uh, it is a little, um, a little bit higher on the price, but, uh, I mean, the oxtail is great. The jerk chicken's great. The curry goat is great. I mean, everything I've had there has been phenomenal. And they have a Jamaican lemonade, which is amazing. So Jamaican lemonade is actually made with um, either brown sugar or turbinado sugar. And yeah. then uh, there's usually a little bit of bitters in there, too. But they use limes instead of lemonade. So I don't know why they call it lemonade. Lemonade, yeah. yeah. But it's it's fantastic. It's, yeah. Like, I could drink that literally all day long. It's just amazing. But anyway, uh I don't know why I said that, but if, Hey, Jamaica Gates, I'm promoting you. So you want to give me something free? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but seriously. Um, so they go back to, to the estate sale. And Sean, like he, you know, he sprays it. And then um, Gus is like, just going around sniffing like every, every old lady. There. And I love it because as he's sniffing them, you know, he kind of does this motion with his head that makes it look like he's bidding at the auction, you know, yep. at the, the estate sale. <laughs> and then, up, then he actually wins. Uh, he wins and, and, he, and he wins an old um, Confederate, Confederate flag. flag. <laughs> and Gus is just looking at this. He's like, are you kidding me? And then Sean's for $500. Like, yeah, for $500. And he's like, now you, now you can get a gun rack for your truck, Gus. For your truck. <laughs> and, and, and they're just looking at this. But the best. So by this time, Sean is running out of options, right? He already called Juliet and, and Carlton to come down. They're going to catch this killer. Yeah. And, fi- and finally he's sitting there and he's looking and, you know, he sees um, Mrs. Mitchell, Mrs. Mrs. Mitchell sitting there and he sees the dirt on her fingernails. And he remembers the gardenia. And he remembers 
gardenias. And he's like, Gus, what is the basic element to white linen perfume? And he's like, gardenias. And he gets specific. He's like, it, it's this. And he's like, are you sure? Tahitian gardenias. Yeah, Tahitian, <laughs> it's Tahitian gardenias. So they're sitting there and like how, how Sean normally does his psych reveals. He just, he does some type of off the wall thing yeah. um, to where he's just like, oh, you know, the spirits talk to me. So he's like, Gus, push me. He's like, no, I'm not pushing. Gus, push me. Finally, Gus pushes him. And he falls into Juliet and and uh, Carlton. And he's like, Guster, get off my lawn. <laughs> and he good. and he starts getting That's into good. this thing to where he, he's channeling the spirits. And Gus is like, he's channeling, channeling old man Fuller's, you know, inner meanness. And um, <laughs> I think he and, says and his and drunken meanness. <laughs> yeah, his drunken meanness. And he's going into it. And then this is where Sean... And he even surprises Gus because Gus didn't know where he was going with this. And he's yeah. like, you know, the lady who killed me is Gladys Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And then, and then because Sean goes through, he's like, well, this is where he killed you because, um, you know, he found he, you delivered gardenias to a nice widowed um, father that came into the area and she and gave this whole speech. And everyone's like, oh, here it is. And she's like, how can I, you know, you get this old man hang him uh, I'm, I'm tiny hang him all the way up from there and that's where sean saw other clues when they were in the house there was mm-hmm. there was rope burns against the banister and all this other kind of stuff uh, but he goes through and this where he noticed the stain on the shirt he's like he tried to poison him and he spit it he caught it and he spit it out and that's you know and then from there you ran up the stairs well first you, she panics and grabs the yeah. hammer yeah, yeah yeah grab the hammer you hit him over the head and he's still squeaming and he's he's going so you know, you go up the stairs with this rope and you go and you throw it over the top and you 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 tie it around his his, his neck and he goes and the, he has one old man four has one of these those little chairs and all around mm-hmm. the chairs he he's he wrote notes, right? He was starting to go senile. So that's where you know Sean's putting this all together and she's like, I can't get this old man up here. And he's like, You tied the rope to this chair and at mm-hmm. this slow, agonizing pace. <laughs> <laughs> oh it, yeah, it's over the banister tied to over the, the banister, yeah. and and it goes up to the very top, and that's where <clears throat> Gus and Gus is in the chair, and he goes all the way up, and him and Sean are up there, and that he's like, and this is how you hung him, and this is how you killed this old relicy prune, and that's where <laughs> she caves, and she's like, I'm sorry, hun, I couldn't let him tarnish our name and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and that's where they arrest him, and then Carlton turns to Gus, and he's like, Gus, tell your mom and dad I were dropping the charges. And they're like, booyah, they got him. And then one of my favorite scenes of the, the episode is there, it's all done and they're about ready to go. And Sean goes to give Gus a, a, a pound and he goes, You had your thunder. And Gus starts going down in his chair <laughs> at a very slow pace. Lift, yeah. And he's looking all like heroic as he's going down the stair. <laughs> and Sean's just looking at him and he's like, like oh, what? What, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Um, but then it, it ends off where they're at, you know, they're at Sean's uh, dad's house. They light up their tree. It, it, everything's nice. They invited the Gusters over for dinner, you know, for Christmas dinner. And they do their gift exchange, which we talked about earlier. And so, you know, Sean opens it up and it's uh, it's golf balls, you know, also in some lessons from uh, the, the instructor. It, it, it was psych engraved golf balls. Psych engraved golf balls. Yeah. You know, so he's got the psych in there. Because at first Sean's dad was like, it's a tie. And Sean's like, okay. So then he got the golf balls and he's like, never, you know, Sean's dad's like, I bet you'd never guess that would be your gift. And he's like, oh, here's my gift, dad. 
<laughs> so he opens his gift. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, a handwritten note that says, dear dad, you know, for, for Christmas, you got me some psych engraved golf balls and uh, some lessons with the, uh, the local, the club, you know, whatever uh, pro, I guess is what they're And his name is like pro. Pedro or something and, like that. And, and he's like, turn it around. It's like, like turn, and, turn, turn, and, turn, turn. And it's like, and his name is, it is Pierre. Pierre is Pierre. <laughs> And Sean's dad's like, that's it. We're not doing it. Because then he started going and he's like, get, yeah, he's like a sore he, loser. The victory. And he's called him Grinchy McGrinchster and, and all this kind of stuff. And the Gusters see, hey, look, you know, they have their, their different, their, their different ways, but the, you know, the Spencers are good folk. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, they go through and they, they see, and he's like, well, here's your real gift. And he gave his dad, um, snow, it's globe. snow globe with him fishing. And I think I said this to you, Jerry, but yeah. Apparently, this was an inside joke to whole snow globe thing because apparently Corbin Burnson is one of the largest collectors of snow globes in the U.S. <laughs> he has like over seven thousand. That was and, crazy when I read that. I, I, I mean, I guess he can afford it, but I mean, that's just like a. I never would have. Look, I, I have. Mean, I, I have never would have figured that. I have a bunch of snow globes, right? I mean, I probably have about twenty. You know, I was something I collected with my mom over the years and stuff yeah. like that. But seven thousand. Like, That's I don't think I can have, yeah. like, I thought I had 500 DVDs and I thought that was a lot at one point. <laughs> and then you, you have 7,000 snow globes, but apparently the snow globe was a running joke against Corbin Burnson, who, um, you know, has all this kind of stuff. And Sean's I dad was, kept it. I bet you did. Like, yeah. you know, he, I bet you kept all of them. If you, well, I'm sure, they were, sure he well, did, they were yeah. probably from his collection that you, you go in there <laughs> that all of them are probably from. So, um, you know, when they, they, they do this and, you know, Sean and his dad are, you know, nice and then gus walks out he's like you know good job sean and at the end you know gus gus is and his dad and his mom are are all for sean right they're like here it yeah. is and they're like but son could you look after gus and they started giving him a little money and they're like sean's like you know it's gus we're talking about you might need to give us a little more and then they, they flipped them a couple hundred dollars to take care of him he's like i'll keep him in good hands sir um yeah it's a good it's a it's a good episode i really enjoy this one but Especially they just take the holidays. Yep. Yeah, if we, if we do the other ones as well, right. They take it up a notch every yeah, episode, they do. every and, single one. Yeah. And it plays off everything that you said here. And, and you know, the, the little stuff we brought up might seem, you know, minuscule right now, but it leads to something in the future. Yes. Um, if, if we do do this, but you know, it's a heartwarming Christmas episode, you know, families get together, you know, you know, Sean, Sean gets this. Now you do have a murder, right? It, but it's psych. It's the, psych. Pur- there's the purpose of psych is yeah. you're solving a, a mystery. If it's right. not a murder, they, they, they solve other type of, you know, hidden things and stuff like that. So, um, but I, for me, I, I feel like this is one, I mean, there were some other episodes, right? The, uh, the one they did with, you know, where they were, um, doing like American Idol. That's oh, a good one. American, yeah. The American duos. duos. Yeah. <laughs> and, and stuff <laughs> like, like that, that you know, and then, you know, but I think this is the one for me where it flipped the switch, right? It, it's going, you did Christmas, you changed, you changed the, the theme song. And yeah. then, like you said, I think this is where it all started to click. Yeah. Um, Cause season three and four are my two favorite seasons. Me too. Uh, yeah. um, to where it, they started to go in with a Juliet thing and they bring in Rachel Lee Cook, um, yeah. you know, into this, you know, they get hit as Sean's love interest and, you know, they, they start having more guests, but this was later in season two. And then this is where, for me, I, I think, well, being a huge Christmas fan, you know, podcast, mm-hmm. here we are. But I mean, <laughs> no, you know, Christmas episodes were always my favorite, you know, going yeah. back to home improvements, going, you know, full house, well, mm-hmm. you know, going through the years, Boy Meets World. And then, you know, this is where it started. 
but I, I, I there was some good episodes, but I think this for me is what got my fandom started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I completely agree. Um, season two I like a lot better than season one, um, but yeah, seasons three and four are actually my favorite as well. Five, I the best part about five for me is the uh, that's when they actually get together, Sean yep. and Juliet, uh, which I love that episode of the uh, you know the second extradition one. Oh, and also, with the Carrie's, Carrie's, yeah, he's he's so excellent in his like episodes. <laughs> if I ever meet met him in person, I know everyone knows him from like either Princess Bride mm-hmm. or maybe Robin Hood Men in Tights. But I'd be like, it's Pierre Despero, Despero, yeah. And he might just—I'm sure he would get a kick out of it because he was at it many <laughs> times. Yeah, he plays him like four or five times. There's like yep. four or five uh, Despero episodes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are I love every single one. They're, um, they're 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 excellent. I mean, he's excellent in general. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's those episodes. Are good. Yeah, but I agreed. Like five, five was season five was when that happened, and yeah. you know we got to see a lot of more Kurt Smith, who I'm a huge fan of. Tears for Fears. Oh yeah, um, that's where they start bringing in Kurt Smith. <laughs> Kurt Smith, and yeah, um, and then um, of course we get the uh, the clue, the 100th episode, the clue homage. That's Fizby. one of my favorites. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um it's so good but, but yeah but six six was okay that's when they were together and seven seven felt rushed i i think yeah. they, they like it was going and then they they shut it down i think they were like hey we're shutting psych down um and they put they tried to put it together at the end um mm-hmm. it was still a good ending don't get me wrong yeah. um but three and four were the best i mean i agree the mr yeah. the mr yens the you know that's where you started seeing all all the guest stars cart coming mm-hmm. and I think every episode w- was a big guest star and, and you're going through and you're just like, Oh my God, I've heard of this guy in forever. Um, I think we were talking, I'm a big twin peaks fan and they, they brought in Ray Wise a couple of times and then they did a twin peaks episode. They right? did a so, twin peaks episode. Yeah. yeah. And so you're getting like Dana Ashbrook was in it. And um, I can't think of her name to play Laura Palmer, but they're, they're all in it and it's, and it's mm-hmm. a big spoof. And at first Sherilyn Fenn was in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I didn't see twin peaks until after psych. Um, oh, and then I, I was you. like, so my buddy Brian introduced me to Twin Peaks, and I was looking for some, and I'm like, this is excellent. And then you know, and I, I've seen some of David Lynch's other stuff, so I was like, okay. But then I watched a dual. It's called Dual Spires. Dual Spires. It's yeah. like Twin Peaks. <laughs> dual on, Spires. Twin Peaks, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's that episode is excellent, and you know, but the the Juliet and Sean thing once. Once five happens, I mean, there's little ones that lead up to it, like when they, the, you know, Mr. Yang, or the first one, right? So oh, yeah. He, asked he actually her on a asks date. him out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he was like, this is awkward because I'm on a date with. I'm on the, a date right now. Yeah. With the one that got away. Yeah. But there's just so many 80s references to go through this. And um, I mean, there's 90s too, but it's, you know, 80s wrestling, 80s music. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think Ooh, we're talking. The werewolf episode. When yeah. uh, you know when they decorate the you know they're gonna watch the 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 rumble and so they they decorate the dolls uh, they dress them up like old eighties uh, wrestlers you know junkyard yep. dog and- <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah I mean and they it's just have stuff. so many you know and and the characters that they bring along are, are just great as well and it's in you'll go in and you'll I mean by the time they got to the, the third Christmas episode polarizing express they brought in. Um, Tony Cox, Tony right? Cox. Marcus from, yeah. from, from bad Santa. I mean, and other stuff he was in, you know, um, Willow and, and a whole bunch of other things, but I mean, it, it's, 
every episode there's somebody and then mm-hmm. or somebody's getting their start i'm going through a lot of them and they're like oh wow that's before they really became a star um and but they're also on usa so you saw a lot of wwe wrestlers you saw john cena the big john show mm-hmm. uh, mickey james was on there so you, you had a whole bunch of, of folks that and, just uh, kick in what's her name from the uh from the movie she played heather rock Rear. oh yeah um, um rick flair's uh, charlotte flair yes yeah is is in it but yeah i mean and then you have uh mira savino is in it and you have the girl from america pie there's if you google the list there's just so many you know one you know people that come in for one episode mm-hmm. and and there is, i think there's also a list where you can go and you can google where it gives you a list of like all the 80s quotes and references yeah and, yep. and there's this but i think kurt smith took it was over the top for me. like <laughs> kurt's an angry drunk and, but you know <laughs> You know, they're doing it. And I, I mean, I'm a big yeah, well, Tears for a fan. Like, I mean, my, my wedding was 80s theme. Nice. So, I mean, my, my awesome. we, we, we walked out to, we were introduced to Everyone Wants to Rule the World. And then the first song we played for dinner was uh, Head Over Heels. Right. What, so, what was the um, Kurt Smith sings? Kurt Smith is like duets with himself. Yeah. <laughs> I'd buy that album. But then, but, but Kurt Smith was in there. He was also in the Clue episode. Yeah, like yeah. Kurt Smith. What are you doing here? <laughs> Is your name Kurt Smith? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I was. What did he say? I think I was mauled by a panther. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's yeah. it's excellent, and hopefully we get you know turn some people onto it. They did the the Lassie Come Home one um, mm-hmm. was that was recent. Movie? Yeah, it was supposed to be another Christmas movie, and I yeah I don't know if it was all because of the pandemic they couldn't finish it. Um, not saying it ruined it. It was still a good movie, but you know the sec the the psych first psych movie was a Christmas movie, and then I was just looking for like you know all the the stuff going on with the pandemic last year. I was looking forward to another one. Me too. Um, I was too. Yeah. But I was just like, okay, this could be awesome, and then you know it didn't happen. But it was so good, you know, when I saw it um, come out with the you know. Sarah Chalk. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you, you go. She was in that. And there was a. Ho- but a lot of these episodes, I'm like, where is this guy from? And you're just like, oh, yeah, this is where he was from. Like, for, for a second, it took me a while to remember Peter Weller. Um, and I'm like, oh, why, yeah, right. why, does that, why does he look familiar? And I'm like, that's Robocop. Buckaroo Banzai, man. That too. And I mean, he was <laughs> oh, we're going Robocop, through. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, that's Robocop. And, and I was like, oh, great times. But yeah, this, <laughs> this show is excellent. And I'll start studying the other one. I don't need to study them. I mean, I just watched them all again this week, but they're yeah, all. Judd, Judd Nelson comes out in the, uh, the uh, well, it was not a pandemic, but in the um, like outbreak style yep. episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they, the whole Breakfast Club was in it. Not, not in one episode. They, they right, did them right. for, for other episodes, but you know, you know, Keenan Thompson is in it. Urkel's in it. I mean, Urkel. oh man, I love those. The uh, <laughs> where they uh, do their duo quarter black. What is it? The well, that's what they called it with Sean. They that's called what it. Sean calls it. Yeah. Uh, oh man, was it black acapella? Yeah, black. <laughs> <laughs> they have their own little yeah acapella group. Gus did when he was in. College. It was Gus, Keenan Thompson, and Urkel. Urkel, yeah, and then uh, the the fourth guy who gets killed, he's like the victim, and and they have to yeah. solve his murder. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sean joins and he he decides to call it quarter black. <laughs> but you know, you see you see uh, a lot stuff. of their talents come out too. Like uh I think Gus and Lasseter are actually tap dancers, right? So they, I think they so. Do, yeah. They do a lot of tap dancing, um, yeah. you know, in scenes and stuff like that. And um, you know, I, I don't think that the commissioner did much, like uh Chief Vic, Chief sorry, Vic, Chief Vic. Yeah. You know, I, I look back and I don't remember her from a lot of stuff, but I thought she was really good in it. 
I did too. Um, she, I mean, her and Cor- Corbin Burnson, um, I mean, Corbin Burnson had his moments, but he really wasn't in the show that much. If you think about it, uh, you know, he would come out and do like a scene or two really. And the rest was mostly just Sean and Gus. And then of course, Juliet and, and Lasseter. Um, same thing. Chief Vic really wasn't in it very much. And Woody, of course, would only have like a scene or two, except for a, a couple of episodes where they're like the stars, but, but most of them, it's yeah it's mostly just focuses on sean and gus and i think that's kind of a plus i mean you know they're the wacky ones they're the ones that um like my friend said you know those two are they're they're two idiots but you know they make it work (laughs) uh so you know it does make me wonder um what would you say would be your hap hap happiest moment for uh psych oh i mean this hap happy moment in general is it's a you know this one's a christmas episode right you know it's it brought brought back so many memories to look at. I, I was telling you, I, I just I I was a big snow globe collector too. I'm not Corbin Burns himself, but they had the little <laughs> snow globes. You know, they had the Red Rider. Um, you know, yeah. and just connecting the dots w- with it all. So I I know it's cheesy to say because we're on a Christmas podcast, but Psych in a Christmas episode back in the day was like, like I said, just put it over the top for me. So by far, nice. um, you know, the hap hap happiest for me now. You know, I think we're going to get to this later, but there were some really good quotes um, in there that were half, half happy. So I'm going to save them. <laughs> okay. um, I have, I have two. And, oh, okay, uh, nice. Yeah. Because I, I, I think you're going to pick mine. So I'm going to let Uh-oh. you go first, and then if you don't, um, I'll go to my second one. But gotcha. I'll, okay. I'll probably do them both too. But there was a lot of really good quotes. There were a lot of really good quotes in here, and, and just like pop culture references in this. And I got a full list of them. I actually found this random website right before this happened. Nice. Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I think it was, uh, I mean, of the show in general, it would be of course, uh, when we were expecting my first child and I was really getting into it, but I think of this particular episode, it was, um, as soon as Gus's parents came out and I was like, that's Winston and, and Mrs. Cosby. I mean, like, I just, I, I knew who they were and right away, just, I got all the nostalgia, from you know watching Ghostbusters and and watching the Cosby Show, um, I mean just just every, I said Mrs. Cosby, I meant Mrs. Huxtable, um, but just you know that feeling of like wow it's them, uh, I mean I remember feeling like just, I mean it, it was like a million bucks you know I just I remember being a kid watching them and I just thought it was so cool that they were back here and they were now they were the parents of like um, you know one of my favorite uh, shows I mean I, I just thought it was really really cool so that would probably be mine um, but now. We come to my favorite part of the show. Now, normally we do a little segment called Gag Me with a Spoon, but I love Psych so much, I don't want to do that. So instead, we're going to do a segment called To the Max. So this is where <laughs> we just do our favorite quotes. <laughs> um, so you said you wanted me to go first. I don't know if I'm going to do uh, the one you wanted. Um, this was actually my favorite of the whole thing. And there's a ton. I had a hard time picking but I ended up going with this one. And so uh, we kind of talked about it later or earlier, but uh, it, you know, Sean's in the, in the police station and he's like uh, Lassie and he gives him the psych snow globe. And he's, you know, Carlton's like, I, I hate snow globes. And Sean's like, well, that's funny. My psychic senses told me specifically that snow globes didn't give you nightmares about being trapped in a clear ball with snow that burns your skin off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So I sent you the meme as we we're going back and forth on Facebook. So I thought you were going to use this one, but there's, I there's thought about it. I did there's two here. It. You know what I'm talking about. I do. So yeah. there, there, there's a part and I was going to talk about it in the show, but I kept it for here. So there's a part where when Sean found out that 
the reason that it, he hasn't been invited over to the Gusters wasn't his dad. It was him, right? So he he was like, um, I feel like Pepe Le Pew when he, when he looked up uh, Pew in the dictionary. He's like, Le Pew? Ma? No. So he, he's, he's going in. He's just like, I figured out that, you know, he was, he was the one. And he's like, you know, Pepe Le Pew. And it was like, great. But there was also another one. And this is when they were at... Uh, <laughs> When they're at the his mansion, they, and he just got killed, and he was trying to get Gus on board with him for um, you know trying to convince everyone that's a murder. <laughs> I know which one you're going to say. And he goes, he like, gets him involved. He's like, now you feel me, you convertible to bear in you. <laughs> and if everyone is around in the '80s, you remember. Oh yeah, <laughs> Chrysler LeBarons. I yep. actually. Everywhere. My, I had a Chrysler Baron in the late 90s. It was nice. my cousin's car, but it was this white convertible. Why I had a white convertible, I don't know. But everyone remembers Chrysler <laughs> convertibles back in the day. And I was just like, that is epic. Right. So, you know, and they also the other one too is when um it was with Lassiter. Um, and that's why I brought him up because he comes back later and he tries to impress the kids, he brings them a Wii. Right. Yeah. He's like, uh, technically you can't keep it. So, um, you know, but we can play it now. So in Juliet's like, ah, Carlton's ir- irritating. We need to, um, you know, get him. But so they go play we, and he's like, you know, my man, you should change your, your name to Lassiter. Cause I'm owning you. <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> he's playing, he's playing the we, but yeah, it's, uh, so many, I'm just looking at this list and I can send it to you, but then they go just go through it. And all well, I love, <laughs> I love when when he's trying to get um you know they're trying to impress them and they're at the old uh, you know they're they're at old man Fuller's house and they just discovered it and they're waiting for the police and he go, you know Sean's like like whoa I'm sensing something and Gus says what is it Sean is it like the other 26 and a half crimes we saw for the police department <laughs> But I don't know if you also noticed too is 26 um, and a half Yeah <laughs> what's what's the half? the half Well I think in all the episodes beside this one he used to say, you know, all the old ladies probably think that you're, is it Bud from the Cosby show or Bud, someone from yeah. the Cosby show? But this one, because Felicia Rashad was on it, he, I think he said, um, you know, all the old ladies are going to think that you're so-and-so from the Jeffersons. Is it, it I'm trying to remember what, what he, he's, he's like, uh, if, if she is like most old ladies, she probably thinks you were on the Jeffersons. So <laughs> It's normally he called them Bud from, Bud from Cosby, the Cosby yep. show, but since Felicia Rashad was on, he switched it up to not be so obvious about it. <laughs> I think they should have just leaned into it harder, personally. I think that would have been funnier, but the Jeffersons is still funny. <laughs> or or if Felicia Rashad would have said something and be like, yeah, most people might have confused you for Bud on the Cosby show, which yeah. would have been, which would have been funny. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was great. Um, but you know, I, I do got to ask, um, you know, what, you know, GI Joe taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you think the other half is? Good question. I normally I'm prepared for this one. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm really not, but you know, um, you know, if knowing is half the battle, prepare for the unexpected. Right. I, I think what you saw for in this one with Sean was, I don't think when he just started out, anyone saw it going where Sean thought that someone hated him. Right. right. So, you know, he, 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 you know, unexpected, but he, he turned it around to make it to where um, it made the best of it. But remember initially watching this, I'm like, 
I thought everyone loved Sean. I thought that was the big, the big, the point of this movie. And, and I guess so did he, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, make the best out of unexpected situations where like Sean did in this time. Nice. Uh, yeah. So for me, I thought if no one is half to battle, the other half is not wearing the same perfume you wore 30 years ago. If you're going to kill someone. <laughs> well, it's not perfume. <laughs> but see, I thought about saying that as well, but I think though, it's not perfume. It's just, she it might smells just be her like, gardenias. Yeah. It smells like her gardenias, <laughs> but, but it's like, you know, it's the way it is, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, poor lady. I thought she got, thought she got away with it, but no, I say poor lady. She killed a guy. But it, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's not like the, yeah. the you know they did it, but yeah. I mean, you know, and she probably wouldn't have had to do it. It's just he started going senile, and so because of that, he you know she was afraid he was going to blurt it out. But oh, I mean, not that that's an excuse. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's still bad. But <laughs> why why are we trying to defend this murderer? <laughs> Oh man, um, <laughs> Vinny, it's been so much fun talking with you. Uh, I, I can't wait to do the second and third, and and even the you know the movie uh, as well. I I think it's going to be so much fun. But Agreed. you know what do, what do you want to plug, man? You know, uh, I'll, I'll plug you here a little bit. I saw some photos. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, what do you what do you got coming out in the next the next couple ones? I, I saw the, the new kids on the block. Did I see that right? You There's did. Yeah, the- yeah. New kids on the block. We got um, Polar Express is is going to be one. Uh, Invasion. I'm guessing, USA. I'm guessing the book, right? Um, or are you going to do the movie? Well, the book, and then we'll talk about the movie too. Okay. But but yeah, mostly the book. Uh, and then of course we got uh, 80s fashion is coming out as well. So this, let's see, this is coming out next week. So did I also see? Is it out yet? Did I see jellies? Are you doing jelly shoes? We're doing well. Um, we're doing eighties fashion. fashion. In okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you doing like slap bracelets and, and hyper colored shirts? <laughs> <laughs> I think we mentioned them mostly. We we, we talk about like eighties high fashion because she's she's from a, a fashion podcast. Okay. Um, but yeah, so there's that one. There's uh, Invasion USA. There's Night of the <laughs> Comet, which is really good. I've never seen Night of the Comet. Isn't okay. it based at Christmas time too? It is. Yeah, yeah. It, so there's that. And then um, Full House, we're going to be doing as well. Um, so yeah, a couple of things here. Invasion USA. I think I would have went with, with Mission and Axon too, but Invasion um, USA is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Invasion USA is definitely more Christmas. <laughs> is there like I got? There's so many movies. Like and look, and I know I, I know Anthony's going to go on me for this, and love the the Lethal Weapon one, by the way. Oh, um, nice! Thank you. Would have loved to have been on it because that's one of my faves. Oh, but I'm sorry, it, bud. No, it's it's all good. But like, I, I forget how many of these these movies take place at Christmas. Now, I don't think that Invasion USA is a Christmas movie, um, or Night of the Comet. Unlike Lethal Weapon, which started and ended with a Christmas song. <laughs> I, I I'm just throwing this out there. Okay. I, I Same <laughs> okay. thing with Die Hard. It took place. You know, the whole point of Die Hard party is going to a Christmas party. I mean, I get it, but I, 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 there's all these ones you're going through, and you're just like, "Cobra" is another one, really with Stallone. Uh, I gotta, yeah, that's a Christmas time too. I'm slacking. I got to go back and, and see all the and <laughs> all see, these see all these ones action movies, yeah, that, that were taking place at Christmas. I mean, we we both belong to this one '80s random website. Yeah, I think I'm gonna. <laughs> I think I might put it out there and see what else we're missing. Hey guys, what other what else Christmas movies? There was there was one. It was it was done. I'm trying to think of the name of it. It was done at Christmas, but it was a they did a. Uh, mystery science theater 3000 went on i'll try to remember it but mm. it was like a terrible 80s movie they did it at christmas um but yeah there's i'll have to put that out there to see yeah cobra cobra did take place at christmas didn't it yep yeah i just saw it again because someone brought it up and i uh same thing with the, i believe uh first blood also takes place at christmas time 
It does. But it's like very end. You it's see it. Very, yeah. It's like Christmas. You see a Christmas. <laughs> I'm telling like, I'm not going to defend it. Right. Like I, I give people it, a hard time yeah. about, um, you know, Krampus and I give people, uh, there was a, there was another one. I'm like, is that a Halloween movie or is it, is it a movie that took place at Halloween? I'm trying to remember what it was. I give people a hard time, but I mean, there are certain ones like I, you know, has Christmas music to me and it starts, it ends with a Christmas song. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a Christmas. But yeah, the whole, um, lethal weapon one was awesome but yeah excited for, for this, a lot of the stuff that coming out and there's some of the stuff i'm listening to like you just did one with uh it was like a british comedy show yeah, i've never, even heard, only, I've never even heard of only I, i'll be horses. honest with you i haven't watched it yet but um, and it's like it's like crazy popular over there it just it never quite made it here but they have like i think 16 different christmas like, really specials yeah so i'm you know, hopefully I can, I mean, we'll do some more. Um, apparently the second season, the second one is actually even better than the first, but I mean, it was fun. And of course talking with a bunch of British guys is always fun. But <laughs> Yeah. And that's how I learned about this. There's this, there's a brewery here in Dallas called Pegasus and there's a nice Chris Cole. He's from, he's is his name and he's from England and oh, cool. he got me, he's like, you need to watch. Uh, and I think you did this on your show as well. Um, the Black Adder, I Black think it was Adder's a Black Christmas Adder Christmas. Carol. Yeah, um, that was fun. That and it's like he's like, oh yeah, you'll know Rowan Atkinson. I'm like, young, but he was like, you know, um, I'll have to, I'm going to bring this one up to him too. Be like, you know this, and he's probably like, Vic, come on, Vinny, you should know better. You should, you should know this. <laughs> come on, bro. Do yeah, come even, on, man. Do you even Christmas? No. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm going through, and it's a lot of these just bring back memories, and I'm yeah. kind of now. In the '80s fashion, did they talk about Zuba pants? I believe we talk. We do talk about it and parachute yes. pants as well. <laughs> Zuba pants are the greatest. I have to edit it. Um, I know it's coming out like in two days or, or in a day uh, tomorrow. Maybe I still haven't edited it yet, so I'll, I'll have to get to it. Um, I know we we talk about just general trends, especially from 1986. Um, mostly because we watched like a fashion show from 86 and some of, the, some of that stuff was out there, man. Of course we talk about shoulder pads for sure and leg warmers and all that, but, and I know, and I know I'm not hip anymore, but when did champion become big again? Oh, that I have no idea. Like I'm, I'm walking around not. and I see the brand new people with champion shirts on and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I remember having the John Stockton. I, know, I call them John Stockton. I know he didn't wear them, but the champion shorts that came <laughs> that, that were like, you know, um like nine inches above my knee like yeah. we thought they were cool they're like oh here's the champion stuff that's coming back now <laughs> i don't know if parachute pants and other and mullets will come back but i've heard um, mullets are actually coming back i might have to do some rogaine or something try to get this hair back because <laughs> you know if you saw some of my old photos i had some awesome mullets back in the day uh, um, see i can't my, my hair just grows up although now it's getting further back as well but... my, my mom always wanted a girl so i had the bangs and the mullet back in the day nice um, she tried to, it was kind of like so the Davy Boy Smith wrestling look, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got to, yeah. <laughs> Ultimate warrior style. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming up. Um, as far as like what constitutes Christmas, uh, the show is pretty uh, pretty free and pretty loose with what, you know, what is considered a Christmas. Well, let's, let's be honest. There's only so much you can you can do with, with 80s Christmas. And like, that's why I was like, psych, it refers back to it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. We got this. And actually, every single episode does. So I don't well, feel like so a, bad going off the script here, but it's, it's not technically off the script. No, no. And, and I mean, I did the uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine bonus episode as well, you know, which was a good one. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Since they kind of do, uh, you know, die hard there. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll take it. Um, so yeah, I don't mind doing these, these bonus episodes. I love it. Um, 
So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me again. And like, uh, if we do, you know, two, three and crisp in the, the movie, I'm in, count me in. All right, for sure. Um, well, on that note, then I'll go ahead and end it and say, uh, Merry Christmas from me and Gus. So check us out on our social media pages, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Sean beating his father and guessing their Christmas presents, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to vote. Later, dudes. This is the Nostalgia Junk Podcast, where one person's junk is another person's childhood. I'm Matt McGraw. And I'm Kyle Smith. Join us each week as we take a deep dive into your pop culture consciousness and discuss everything from movies, TV, music, cartoons, toys, video games, and more. And we want to hear from you, so connect with us. Nostalgia means so many different things to so many different people, so share with us your favorite piece of nostalgia. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at NostalGunkPod. And you can subscribe to us on all the major podcast platforms. Let's get this thing up to 88 miles per hour, and we'll see you next week.